Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 124. Do you have a ritual in your life? You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can go to my blogs there, access my podcast. Now let's pop in our earbuds and take a ride together. Thank you so much for joining me today with the topic, do you have a ritual in your life? Well, let's first discuss what's a ritual. Well, when you look it up, a ritual is something that you say repeatedly, an act that you do repeatedly. A lot of rituals are ceremonies that revolve around religions. It's something that you do to mark something that you continue to do, maybe yearly, maybe weekly, maybe daily, a ritual, a repetitive act that you do. I do a ritual every time I do a podcast. I light a candle, I take my sage, I put my sage into the flame of the candle and I sage all around the area that I'm going to be doing this podcast. I want a fresh mind, a clean thought process, and I want this podcast to go in a great positive manner and successful. So I start out with this ritual every week before I do my podcast. It's kind of become a habit and I like it. It makes me enjoy and get excited about doing this podcast. So that's a basic ritual that I've incorporated into my life. Well, this past week, the Jewish religion, they just finished Yom Kippur, which is their high holy holiday, the holiest of all holidays. They fast for 24 hours, gives them a time to reflect in the Jewish New Year on things they may have done that they regret things they want to do for themselves that they haven't done, to reflect on the past year and to create new goals and things you want to do in the fresh new year once you break your fast. In Islam, they have Ramadan. And for Ramadan, they have a month where they fast from sunup to sundown. And in this time, like in the Jewish religion, it's a time to reflect and think and identify ways in your life that you want to improve, that you regret. And even in the Christian religion, they have Lent, which goes for 40 days. And during Lent, they give something up. Many people that I know give up sweets or meat, and they do this for 40 days to represent giving up something within themselves religiously. And so that's your ceremonial religious rituals. There's many other religions that have rituals, I took a class in college where I studied these three religions. And believe it or not, all three have similarities woven throughout them. And because we all start from some place, and so these beginnings become woven throughout and have some similarities, which just kind of connects all of us in a ritualistic way. Now, rituals can be something that you do, just like I said, burning the sage. I like to look at the word ritual as a form of a coping mechanism. Even in religious practices, it's a way of to cope, to cope with your spirituality, to cope with getting in touch with family and religion. And so these religious practices bring you closer. These rituals bring you closer. 
may even make you feel even more rooted in your religion. But let's move away from religion. And let's talk about rituals in our everyday life. When someone passes away, or there's an anniversary of someone's passing, people light a candle. When someone has a birthday, we have a birthday cake. We light candles, we blow them out. On New Year's Eve in New York City, that ball drops every single year as the countdown to midnight to the new year. That's a ritual. Fireworks on the 4th of July, that's a ritual. Are you starting to see how we move away from religious rituals into society rituals? Things that we do in the United Kingdom, they have Boxing Day. All different cultures, separate from religion, have rituals. I live in the town of Parkland, Florida. Yes, where the mass shooting at the high school happened. And every year now we have rituals to remember, to never forget. Rituals are woven throughout our makeup of society and the world. In different places, in different cultures, they may look very differently, but they all do something. They mark an event. They mark a time. They mark a place. They make us remember. And so rituals are very, very important. And in my perspective, they become coping skills. Ways to cope with loss, divorce, child leaving for college, losing a loved one, having a breakup, loss of a job. We all need to cope when these different dramatic life-altering things happen to us. But how do we cope? How do you cope? Creating rituals is a great way for you, <clears throat> excuse me, to grasp on to a way to get you through tough times, tough memories, getting through an anniversary of something, loss of a relationship. These type of things can knock us to our knees when they initially happen. They almost take us out of reality. We feel like we're out of touch. We're living in an alternate feeling because it doesn't feel real. It's so dramatic the way it hits us that it's really hard to cope. And that's why there are rituals for burials. Going through a divorce, there are rituals. I mean, even in the state of Florida, if you have kids, you must go to a parenting class before you will be granted your divorce. This becomes rituals, things that are repeatedly done for different reasons. For empty nesters like me, a lot of my friends are purging, cleaning out their kids' rooms. So when they come, it'll look a little differently, but yet still be in their room. Getting rid of those old things that maybe you were holding on to because they still were a child in your head, but letting it go. That becomes a ritual. Are you starting to see the patterns that I'm talking to you about? Let's start to think about how you can start some new rituals in your life as a form of coping. A real simple one is looking up a positive quote each and every day and repeating that as a self mantra to yourself. It's a ritual. It happens every day. It's something you do 
You can pick the morning, you can pick the evening. I like to start in the morning because it gives you a positive flair to start out the day. Simple, look up a positive quote each day. I mean, years ago, they're really not as popular anymore. Remember those desk calendars? And every day you'd pull off a page and there were some that had positive thoughts for each day. Well, you've got to do a little bit more of the work and look up a positive thought. But what a great way to create a ritual in your life to ooze in positivity as your day progresses. Not too bit difficult, easy to do, but yet a coping mechanism for yourself. Believe it or not, even if you require that morning cup of coffee, that becomes a ritual for you. It's something you look forward to every day in the morning or in the afternoon for a pick-me-up. The flavor, the heat, the cold, depending on however you like your coffee, that becomes a ritual. I remember when I was going through, <clears throat> excuse me, a divorce, and I was a single mother, and this is years and years and years ago. And at the time, they were taking their child every other weekend. And I remember talking to my therapist on how difficult that was because my child was one years old. And so she really gave me a way to reframe that, to create a ritual on the weekends that I didn't have my child. I even began to almost honestly look forward to it in a way because being a single parent is all time consuming with work and taking care of your child alone. But on those weekends, she would encourage me to do something for myself, something to nurture and take care of myself, maybe even step out of my comfort zone on those weekends. And so that became a ritual for me and a coping mechanism. And it really got me through those initial months where it was hard to be away from my one-year-old child every other weekend. And so that became a ritual. Do you have rituals in your life? Can you identify some rituals? I'm sure you can identify even one or two. Now, not all rituals are healthy. Not all rituals are positive. And you need to look with inside yourself to identify some rituals that may not be lending to a healthier lifestyle for yourself. I don't wanna give you ideas of what an unhealthy ritual is. Because I want you to dig deep. And by me giving you ideas, it may block that thought process a little bit. We all do negative things. Everybody does wake up. None of us are perfect. And we all may have unhealthy rituals. Think about what it might be for yourself. Think about how it does not lend to positive coping in your life. And begin to work on letting go of that ritual and replace it with something positive. It's hard to take something away and not replace it with something. But when you replace it, don't replace it with another type of negative, unhealthy ritual. Replace it with something that can be healthy to you. Positive, nurturing, towards your self-care. It's all in your hands. Rituals do not have to involve one other person. And in a way, that's what makes it easy because you don't have to depend on anybody else but yourself. Self-reflection, self-growth, self-identification. This is about you and you only and the rituals that you want to instill 
into your life. We brush our teeth every morning, right? A ritual. It's a hygiene ritual. We put gas in our cars because we have to to get them go. Every week, that becomes a ritual. I have to go get gas. I'm giving you some of these loose kind of associations of what a ritual could be just to get your creative juices flowing, to get you to think about what type of ritual can you incorporate in your life to make it happier and healthier. I want you to commit to yourself today to identify one new healthy ritual somewhere throughout your day that you can do to create a happy, tongue-tied, happy, healthy day for yourself. Here's a great activity that can become a ritual. Excuse me. And I used to do this in a figurative way when I used to have my therapy groups. We had to kind of act it out because we couldn't be in the actual scene. But I'm going to give you a scene that you can create. If you have a fireplace, if you have a fire pit, when you light it, light it every week, light it every month, depending on how you want this ritual to be instilled in your life. And on pieces of paper that are torn up into small little pieces, I want you to write things that you want to let go of, things you want to change about yourself, old habits, maybe even some old rituals that you want to get rid of. Fold those pieces of paper together and one by one, open it, read it, fold it again, and throw it into the fire. And continue with this. As you let go of these unhealthy habits, maybe unhealthy people in your life, things that are very dysfunctional, doing this physical act of writing it down and putting it into the flames and watching it disintegrate sends a great message to our heart and our head to let go, to move on, to identify ways to cope with these unhealthy things that were in our life. Now, you can do this again weekly, monthly, maybe just yearly, but it becomes a ritual in your life. It's a great way to purge emotionally. We talked about purging rooms earlier. This is a great way to purge emotionally, the things that have been weighing on your chest and on your heart. This is a beautiful ritual that you can incorporate into your life. Rituals can be simplistic or have some depth to them. However you choose to utilize a ritual in your life. Now I have, I am very symbolic. I like to constantly be evolving and changing and challenging myself. And so I've had this constant dream my whole life of my friends take me and they tattoo me. And remember for you youngins who might be listening to me. When I was younger, tattoos really weren't looked upon well. You had to get tattoos where you could hide them if you were working, and it wasn't something readily that people thought positively about, about the person. If they would see a whole sleeve, well, they'd kind of look down on that person. And I know that 
Sounds awful, but that's just the way society was. Well, thank goodness we're in a different world. Now, because tattoos are so readily available, so many people have them, they're not looked down upon, they're a form of art, they're a form of markings, and they're beautiful. But I used to have this dream that my friends would take me and tattoo my body because even in the Jewish religion, you're not supposed to have your body tattooed. So this instillment was in my head. But as time has moved on and I've evolved, I kind of want to get a tattoo right on my wrist, a hamsa. If you know me, I'm hamsa and evil eyes. I wear the jewelry. I was surrounded. And I really would love to have one right on my wrist. But I'm scared. I'm scared that I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to have this positive marking on me. So I found an alternate way to kind of ease me into this. Get a henna tattoo. Henna's last for a week or two, but yet I can see what it looks like on my wrist, see how it would feel to have something permanent there. And then at the end of this time period, I can decide whether I want to get this tattoo or not. Now I'll be scared and I'll be nervous. Remember, I have this recurrent dream of being tattooed all over. And so it will be something for me to step out of my box. And what I'm hoping is it'll become a ritual. You see, tattoos are a ritual as well. People place the dates of a loved one who's passed away. They have pictures of the faces of loved ones. Maybe it's an event when you graduated college and they have a diploma tattooed on them. Some people have tattoos with the big hamsas or evil eyes on them. Tattoos say so much about a person beyond what you see and what they present. And what I love about them is it kind of gives you some depth into that person, sides that they may not show you at surface level. But you look at these tattoos and you wonder and you think about this person and what it says about this person that they may not show you generally, but is part of them. And so rituals of tattoos have become really commonplace in our society. Now, I'm not telling you to go run out and get a tattoo if that's not something you want to do. But I'm talk showing to try to show you how in today's society, rituals can be so broad and vast. They can be whatever you want them to be. You can orchestrate them. You can make sure they happen. They can happen on the same day of the month, week, or yearly. Or maybe it's just like I said, when some big life event happens, getting a tattoo on your body to remember it, it becomes a ritual. Now, if I do get this tattoo, of course, I will video it. But I'm first planning on getting the henna tattoo to see what it's like. I will video it. It will be on my TikTok, my Instagram, and my Facebook. When it happens, I will put out a post before that so you know it's coming. But you can see me go through a process of possibly creating a new ritual in my life. I don't want to dive head first. I want to kind of step into the water a little bit and try it out. But that's okay. I want to make sure that this ritual is right for me. And you may try rituals that don't work for you. Or you grow out of them. And they may not be what you need in your life right now. Do you have rituals in your life? 
Do you want to have rituals in your life? Dig deep. Start a ritual this week for yourself. It can be very simple. This is a way for you to cope. This is what you have in your toolbox. We talk about that all the time. I have this toolbox, this imaginary toolbox. And when I lift the lid, all these coping mechanisms are inside. And you should have this toolbox that you're building upon. And rituals can be one coping skill that you can pull out when you need help, you're feeling weak, you feel like things are happening negatively to yourself. We've got to stop that thought process, that rhythm in our lives, and pull out coping mechanisms that can counterbalance that or kind of help you fight it if it's something that's ongoing in your life. Sometimes we can't just wish away difficulties. Things are complex, but coping skills can help you counterbalance it in your life. Create a balance of, let's say, good and evil or difficult and, and happy or sad and happy. Creating that balance through coping mechanisms. And rituals can be one of your coping mechanisms. I'd like to leave you with this quote by Deborah Norville. There is a comfort in rituals, and rituals provide a framework for stability when you are trying to find answers. Thank you for joining me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world and maybe find a place to do a ritual that will nourish, comfort, and create a healthy atmosphere in your life. And until next time, my friends, Ciao.